0: Welcome to Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 55.
1: At some point, we need to assign a type of liquor to each ESO race.
0: Okay, let's see. <laughs> uh, Dunmer, I think, is probably going to be like brandy or okay. something like that. Okay, Dunmer
1: brandy. Yeah, that
0: checks out. Nord's mead, obviously. Obviously the mead. Um, what would, what would the, high, high elves is yeah, like, like probably the, like a champagne or like, yeah. a, like a like a white wine of some white kind? White wine,
1: champ wines, and champagnes is definitely high elves.
0: Uh, 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 um, perhaps a Zinfandel,
1: a Zima. Does that still
0: exist? So, Zima Princess Warrior. I don't think
1: Zima's around anymore. I don't think it's so. Shame it died with, with crystal Pepsi.
0: What elf? What's coming to mind is maybe like a brown ale. Oh, you think they're drinking uh, like the heavy stuff? Well, like, you know, a beer of some kind, maybe. I don't know.
1: This is harder than I, I know. thought it would be. Is it, I don't know if I know enough... What else seems hard? I don't know if I know enough alcohol types to assign to as many races as there are.
0: I feel like Imperial uh, would get beer. Okay. Sure, like a, an imperial stout.
1: <laughs> imperial stout. There you go. There we go. Bar
0: line for wood elves. Okay,
1: that's pretty good. I that, yeah, I can buy that checks that. out. That checks out.
0: I like that. This is all going in the podcast. This is quality quality content right this here. Gold. The,
1: this is this is what people are going to listen for. This
0: is what the this is what the people come to the scroll and podcast for. What if each race were a drink? What would they be?
1: <laughs> what would they be? What about Red Guard?
0: Um, what's that one drink that's not like even alcohol? It's like some other weird thing, and it makes you hallucinate. Absinthe. Absinthe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Red Guards are uh, they? Wow, they're, okay. they're all about absinthe.
1: I feel like that that could e- that could go for the uh Khajiit. Um, Oh, the Khajiit? I was going to say the. um the lizard. What, why can't I think of their name?
0: <laughs> Argonians.
1: Argonians. Sorry, that's your favorite race. I forgot. I don't know why I forgot them. Sorry.
0: It's okay. I'm not. I'm not passionate about about them necessarily. Ar- Argonians are. It's like their drink is like ayahuasca.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: It's like um, it's like Amazon jungle tribes. It's like an ancient. Okay. Like yeah, hallucinate- that checks out. Hallucinatory like concoction that they wouldn't, make
1: wouldn't be illegal nowadays, probably not. Johnny Walker Blue for Bretons. That's what Doctor Professor says. That checks out.
0: Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like the specific like brand. Very and... specific. They yeah. only
1: drink the Johnny Walker Blue. I like that. I'm gonna go rum for orcs.
0: Okay. Or, uh, what's grog? Let's see. Grog.
1: They say, yeah, they talk about that all the time.
0: Grog is any variety of alcoholic beverages. Okay. It's just, <laughs> grog is just, it's just like booze. It's like another word for booze, I Could guess. Could you be
1: slightly more specific?
0: So, yeah, I think that's good. Or it's grog. Perfect. They're perfect.
1: They seem, I can see them rum. They're having a good time.
0: Rum seems good. Sure. How's the... How's the BGs been going? Have you been getting in on this mid-year mayhem action?
1: I have. BGs are going well. Um,
0: I wish we could play more. Our schedules are all weird where yeah, we, we hardly this ever out. get to actually join up and duo anymore.
1: That being said, you know, you did recommend to me the solo queue is a little bit more of a relaxed BG. You've
0: been doing some more solo queue here I've lately? I've been doing the solo queue, and I solo can't agree fun. more. Although during mid-year mayhem i feel like it doesn't really make a difference that's true
1: right now don't just it just throw all this data out right now just throw it all out
0: yeah it's it kind of is mayhem because there's just like a huge influx of players who normally don't do a lot of pvp and i think a lot of people don't even like they're not even paying attention about group queue solo queue, whatever it's just battlegrounds queue button let's go you know (laughs) let's get let's get the daily done so I've, it it all feels like the solo queue right now, unless you're actually in a pre made and the the matchmaking system is putting you up against other pre made,s which uh, you have some experience with that the past couple of weeks, haven't yeah. you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, sweaty pre made,s I I grouped up. You know, we're in the the uh, that BG guild. That's uh, really a PVP guild, but I, you know, it's a BG main. They're
0: very battleground centric. Yeah, for sure.
1: A uh, Adastra. and uh, I grouped up with. Um, some people in there. We did some premades, and I was on Davius, um, my Magicka Templar. You know, my main um, uh, a healer, healer. Uh, he, it, it was, it was pretty awesome. You know, his his build. It's the five piece spell power cure, five piece powerful assault. Um, that's the main part of it. Uh, I do the mythic item pearls of Elnafe just for some uh, extra ultimate. Uh, back I'm pretty bar. sure
0: I've, I haven't met anyone else using that item so far. <laughs> I'm the only
1: one out there. That's you know that's where that's where that's where old Davius likes to live. I like to be the one if I'm the only one using that set or item.
0: Makes it all the more enticing. All the more enticing. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do the uh, Maelstrom Resto on the back bar. You know, anybody that listens to the cast knows my history with that
0: thing. Your most prized possession. My most <laughs> in real life and in in Elder Scrolls <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The children fall just short of that one. <laughs> uh, and then I do One Piece Swarm Mother uh, just for extra stats. But um, this build in, you know, a pre-made four-man group for BGs is really where this build shines. Uh, it's a healing build. You know, I, I still do zero damage with the build. It's just all heals and buffs. Um, and
0: It's literally like the number zero at, on the scoreboard oh, at yeah. the end.
1: Uh, I use the sigic ability uh, that turns my light attacks into heals, so that's why the damage is a, it's a goose egg. Uh, <laughs> and the big thing about this build, you know, when you're in when you're in BGs, and you know, we do BGs enough that our MMR is pretty high, and you're doing zero damage, you really. You have to bring something extra if you're going to you do gotta zero You got to make damage. it worth it, yeah. Uh, and that's where this this new setup uh, with Davis has really come through is that this the amount of buffs that he's bringing to the team plus the heals is making up for that that zero damage. Um, and you know, I did they did pre-mates with some Adastra people, um, did quite a few, and it was it was awesome. I mean, Adastra, you know, we the group stuck together really well. They they were all within healing distance. I got the
0: buffs up. All excellent uh, players. It's it's all it's such a good players. feeling. It's such a good feeling to be playing as a support and being on a team <laughs> yes. of like extremely competent players. Like it's but, so fun. Uh,
1: I I joked this is the it's the ultimate carry build. This build is is designed to force my team to carry me. They would they would <laughs> carry me no matter what. But this build forces the other players uh, to carry it. And uh, it it we had some really great results. People were just. Uh, How much pe-
0: total uh, weapon and spell damage are you giving to your teammates?
1: It gives seven hundred and thirty-seven weapon and spell damage to the whole team, myself included. So that's with
0: spell power cure and the powerful assault yep. combining. Yep, and that's—I mean—that alone, like we were talking about that the other day. Like if I was built like as a purely defensive build and then I was only getting my damage from, from your healer build there, that would probably be pretty sweet. Like, pretty sufficient damage, and I'd be hard yeah. to kill.
1: I mean, that's 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 a lot of weapons. But, I mean, you got to think that, you know, the highest da- weapon and spell damage sets out there are the are those 600, you know, sets yeah. that only give it to one specific, you know, whether it's two-handed uh, or, you know, dual-wield abilities. And this has given 737 weapon and spell damage to everything.
0: everything
1: um so it's it's pretty massive most you know most five piece sets you're gonna get you know 400 and then some negative or you know julianos is you know we always use that as our median uh that gives you 300 so uh it's a massive buff to a whole team and and with that a dash pre made group giving them that much extra firepower uh, it was it was a lot of fun right
0: in that I roller coaster. I bet those coaster. guys were having a lot of fun with all <laughs> R- that extra riding introduce. that roller
1: coaster was fun. It was it was a lot of fun to watch that happen. They were doing pretty ridiculous damage. Uh, and th- you know, the build this build, the heals are still really great. That Pearls of Elnafe works out perfectly where I'm popping that uh, Resto ult uh, all the time. So the heals are really good. You know, Templar's skill set with heals is great. Uh, cleansing uh, it it worked out really well. It was a lot of fun, um, and and this one wasn't even really planned, but a great a great kind of combo to this build that works fantastic. You know, to get powerful solid up, I have to do the only way I can get that one up is echoing vigor.
0: It's the only ability that really makes sense for you to use,
1: right? And so I, that's that's the vigor morph that that heals the whole team. So that's the one I use to to get the powerful salt buff up. But I also have repentance slotted, so. You know, anytime my team is getting any kills, I'm just using that repentance ability. My stamina goes all the way back up. I'm almost spamming that Echoing Vigor. It is so easy to cast that because my team's getting so many kills, and so I'm just doing repentance, and plus that repentance is a great heal. Um, so it, it, it's kind of nice how it kind of is this circle that is just constantly kind of uh, feeding um, sustain and things like that. It, it works out really well.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. We talked a few episodes ago about how the, ever since the Flames of Ambition patch, it's really enabled builds like this where you you can afford to spend that stamina, yeah. um, and you have a thousand more weapon damage than you used to have. So it's actually not a bad heal, even even though it's stamina based and you're a of build. Yeah, uh, it's a really cool meta that we're in right now.
1: Yeah, and you know those buffs, as I said, they're given up to me too. So I'm also getting seven hundred thirty-seven weapon and spell damage to my heels, and so yeah. those are kind of ramping the heels up as well as the team ramping the damage up uh, there were some pretty ridiculous damage numbers that uh, that pre-made was posted in the other day it was it was a lot of fun plus it's always fun you know uh, there was a there's a little moment where everybody was saying all right you know with Davius buffs this is how much weapon damage i have with Davius buffs this is how much spell damage i have uh, it was pretty fun to see everybody go in and kind of recalculate their build based on what the Davius buffs were
0: that's cool, man. That sounds like that was like finally like the real true test for that build. That was. Like that's cool.
1: I'll say this. Right after that, I think the next day after those that that pre made where we did all those, I went and fully golded out the build. Every piece went and golded <laughs> out. It was like the final, like, all right, I'm ready I'm to do this. I'm surprised it wasn't already. It you know, I I it, you know, he it was recently changed. That's the only reason, but you know, Davis he's He's the main. Well, you know, we'll we'll talk about. He's. I don't know if he's just single handedly my main character anymore. I'm. I'm kind of leaning towards a, a new favorite character. But
0: I know that feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've been there. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm experiencing what you experienced a little while ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can kind of. You can. You can have multiple mains. It's fine. Uh. I've been getting in on the Mid-Year Mayhem action quite a bit as well. I actually have been uh, contributing to the problem and have been playing on my Stamina Sorcerer uh, (laughs) a fair amount here lately. Well, I've been avoiding it because I myself have been pretty sick of seeing sorks of every variety, you know. Um, But I got into this conversation with someone uh, a week or so ago, and it was a friendly conversation, but uh, this person was a a Stamina Sorc main. Uh, And they were trying to make a case that uh, Stam Sorks lack survivability and that they need some buffs in that regard. And uh, I was of the opinion that no, they don't. (laughs) Don't
1: Absolutely
0: not. (laughs) Um, So we went back and forth quite a bit, never really came to an agreement. Uh, You know, I still came away feeling the way I felt. They feel the way they feel. Um, And I. Kept thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I, I really haven't played with Stam Sork since Flames of Ambition dropped. Uh, uh, I see a lot of successful ones out there, but I myself, I haven't really played them. So maybe I'm missing something. Maybe if I jump on mine, <laughs> I'll see what this I, dude's talking about.
1: I love that you were kind enough to give it a chance. You know, all characters got a massive stat increase. Maybe maybe something happened with Stam Sorks that didn't make them better. It's yeah, it very nice of you to go and do the research.
0: Uh. Well, you know, it's just an excuse to play the Stab Sork, too. You know, it's been a while, and let's just see what happens. There's the and, truth. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> man, yeah, I'm just... I'm I'm more convinced than ever that Stab Sork, they need no buffs. Sorks of any kind, they need no buffs whatsoever. They're totally fine. I got, like, a zillion kills, zero deaths every match. Well, granted, it is mid-year mayhem, but I've been playing with a lot of different characters. I can compare this dude's performance to my other characters' performances, and... Yeah he's he's doing extremely extremely well uh with all the extra max magica that we have now uh, man this build is so good so let me remind people of the build really quick it's uh davis you have a similar build we call these the torque sork yep. a torque sork is basically just a stam sork <laughs> that's wearing the torque of tonal constancy and whatever else um so this build is five pieces Briarheart, five pieces sword dancer which is the dual wield uh set uh, with precise daggers on the front bar, uh, an infused master bow on the back bar, uh, one-piece Molag Kenna for extra uh, weapon damage, and the Torque of Tonal Constancy. Uh, and that's the mythic item that when you dip below 50% stamina, you get extra magicka recovery, and then vice versa. You dip below 50% magicka, you get extra stamina recovery. It is ideal for a stam sort because their whole play style, they're constantly ba- bouncing back and forth between magicka stamina, magicka stamina, magicka stamina. Yeah. Um, that's like what they do uh so it's it's really really good for them uh i thought i would just mention what his offensive combo is it's really easy it's poison injection to proc the master bow and the the weapon damage glyph uh and then swap to the bra- back uh, swap to the front bar and just start hitting them with the rapid strike spammable uh or if dawn breakers up hit him with dawn breaker then rapid strikes then spin to win um and you notice i didn't say anything about stunning the target during that because. Uh, something I've been doing uh, here lately, and it's been helping me out quite a bit and helping me get the more difficult kills quite a bit, is I'm saving my stuns. When I'm when I'm attacking someone, when I'm trying to kill them, I, I don't stun them uh, unless I really feel like I have to. I try to kill them without stunning them first. Um, so, you know, I hit them with poison injection, and what you might think is go ahead and streak through them to stun them and then really lay into them. Um, I would say try to save that stun. Hit them with Poison Injection and then just whittle them down with your Spammable. Hit them with your uh, with your Ultimate, which I'm using Dawnbreaker. That would stun them anyway. But the point is, if you stun them right away, if they're a fairly good player, you're giving them CC immunity and they're going to take advantage of that. And they, they know how to turn that fight around on you in that case uh, a lot of the time. Whereas if you save that stun, you whittle them down, wait till their health bar is maybe around 50% or so, then stun them, then ultimate, then really try to go for the execute, you know, while they're weak and vulnerable, you have a lot better chance of sealing that kill. Um, if it's a squishy target or a player that's inexperienced, you're probably going to have no problem killing them without stunning them. Uh, and if they're a good player, you're probably going to have to save that stun uh, in order to finish them off. So I've been trying to do that with all my characters, uh, and it's it's paying off really well. It's, it kinda, it's like a little bit of discipline that you have to put into your play style, because for the longest time, you know, anytime I jumped in the PvP, it was just like constant panic mode. And as soon as I see an enemy stun them, you know, just to <laughs> give stun, myself a give myself a moment to think <laughs> about what I want to do next. But you know, like I said, I'm I'm actually the good players in that case. I'm actually giving them a huge advantage and all the incentive in the world to actually come at me even harder now. Um, so, anyway. Stam Sork, extremely fun. This build, man, really just a Stam Sork with the Torque of Tonal Constancy is just such a beautiful thing. There are really four elements, I think, to the whole setup that just make it like music. That is uh, the Torque, uh, the ability Dark Deal, and Streak, uh, and Roll Dodge. Um, those four things always working together basically means that I always, always have an option, no matter what's going on, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm going to be able to get out of it. I'm going to be able to react and respond in some way. And you're just never tied down. So like, you know, like say I'm in trouble and, and I'm trying to run away from a team or something like that. So I can just spam streak a whole bunch of times. Uh, and then when my magicka gets low, I get a whole bunch of extra stamina recovery so if I still need to get away, I can just start spamming roll Dodge instead because I have the stam recovery to to support it. Um, and then when my stamina starts getting low, of course my uh, my magica recovery bumps back up so I can go back to streaking again. Uh, and then of course, I always have dark deal to kind of tip that scale in a particular direction anytime I want to. So it's just, you know all of those all of those things working together at all times they're they're really I can I can keep my pedal, like, pegged to the floor, <laughs> like, pretty much at all times. And I always have a resource. I always have something that I can do to get out of a situation or or go on offense or do something. So that's that's what I've really been liking about Stampswork right now, especially with these stat increases that we've been talking about and the torque and, and just the toolkit that they have. Um, it's just... It's such
1: a strong kit. It's just... It's, a, it's it really just Sork
0: right now. It's such a strong. Kid. Yeah, it's so good. And, you know, it's all it's a really fast paced, like high mobility, high action uh, play style. But it really feels like kind of everything else is in slow motion, really. You know, it's like I'm a, I am imagine like I'm just hearing like this, this beautiful, like Italian opera. And my, my Stamstorch's <laughs> name is Tane, T-A-Y-N-E, all caps. He's a very all caps kind of dude. Uh, But he's just kind of gracefully soaring (laughs) through the air and spinning, you know, and and doing things as this beautiful music's playing. It really kind of feels that way. It's just so perfect. Briarheart. Has has been like fused to his skin pretty much since I <laughs> a- equipped it. I don't think it's going to come off. Although a guildmate did recommend using uh, deadly strikes along with sword dancers, so that your rapid strikes will just be like outrageously strong. That's tempting, but I think I'm going to stick with the briar heart just because it's it's too perfect for a stam sword.
1: Yeah, it's uh they, everybody's got to go out and make the torque sork. Go out today, get your torque, get your sork. Make you
0: a Torque Sorcerer. Yeah, if you have a Stamina Sorcerer, (laughs) put the Torque on him. If you don't have a Stamina Sorcerer, what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) uh, I also wanted to say that uh, because of that interplay of Roll Dodge and Streak and Dark Deal and the Torque, and all that stuff. Something that I find is that my situational awareness just goes directly down the toilet. Like, I just jump into situations. <laughs> Who needs it? Yeah, don't need it. I just jump directly into the stupidest situations. And like I said, I always have an option. I can always get out of it. It's, it's not great for my team, though, because... You know, I'm fast. I'm a sorcerer, so I'm usually out ahead of everyone else, and they just follow me wherever I'm going. I'm I'm basically leading them to their doom a lot of the time, uh, <laughs> you know. And I, I zip right back out of there as soon as things get hairy. So it's I need to restrain myself and not play that way. Uh, it's it's easy to just kind of forget that you're on a team and play solo uh, when you're on a stork. So um.
1: if if Tane has a home battleground map, like a home court advantage, it's that real tiny. Arena battle. Oh, That's yeah. tain's home court advantage. Right Any there. kind of
0: like speedy roly poly build. I, I love that map, man. You can just weave in and out. No one can ever target you, basically.
1: Yeah. And you're just going in circles. They just they can't
0: keep up. Yeah. And yeah, they blink and you're like on the other side of the map. They have no idea where you are. And it's a fun one. um Yeah, man. Uh, I know last night we played a little bit and you were on Lord of Nords for a little bit. Uh, how was that feeling?
1: Oh, Lord of Nords, the Lord of Leaping himself. Kind of what I was saying earlier, I think I'm just ready to come out and say it. He's, he's my favorite character right now. He's my new main. He's my favorite.
0: Davia uh, Starjumper, it's, out of the closet, <laughs> Stam DK main.
1: <sighs> Stam DK main. It's, wow. It's what it is now. Wow. Uh, I never thought it. I never thought to David. I Kemp, don't
0: believe my ears.
1: But Stam DK... Uh, that's just it's just my favorite. Uh, just just a reminder of the build. It's it's five piece champion of the Hist, uh, three piece potentates, uh, two piece blood spawn, one piece uh, trainee, uh, the Malakath ring of course, and then I do the Baddishran two hander uh, as a back bar. Nice. Um, and it's it's just it's weird to say he's my favorite character because I'll be honest, he's he's not my best character, uh, but I just have the most fun with him. Uh, I get there's that. Just he's. He's just the most
0: fun to play. Yeah, he's a dual wield on a front bar, right?
1: He is yeah. dual wield. And and the switch from dual wield, because he used to be a two-handed front bar. But the switch to dual wield is really kind of what took him to that next level for me. When I made this switch to dual wield, it it just feels so much better. I can hit people. Um, he, you know, the spin to wins a great execute. It's AoE damage. Uh, that's really kind of what was the next step for him. Uh, and let's be honest. I you know you you play with me all the time with, with when I'm on Lord of Nords and Battlegrounds and you probably hear this firsthand. There's just nothing that feels better than a great leap. When you throw a leap and it's got good style, your your take a characters, you're you get that's the finishing blow. Oh yeah. There's nothing better than a good a
0: well-timed, leap. well-placed leap, especially this dude it's that he's just... all about the ulti gen <laughs> he's... and
1: He's leaping all over the place. There's a lot of leaps. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of leaps happening. It's cool. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoy rolling with that. I usually play as support when you're on that dude, and, and it's a lot of fun because <laughs> he's just like this wrecking ball, and I just kind of follow behind, <laughs> and you just kind of clear the path, and I'm in your wake there. I
1: love that it's become when I'm on this character that we'll run into a big old group. You know, we we'll even be outnumbered, and if I don't leap, if you, if I don't leap over you into the group like ahead, you're like. You'll stop for a minute, and be like, "Hey, uh, what, what the <laughs> yeah. heck? Why? Uh, why haven't you leaped into this You're this group yet? Okay <laughs> <either>? <laughs> What's going on? Why haven't we done this yet?" Uh, yeah, he's 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 just so much fun to play. He's like I said, you know, stand DK. We talked about that in the last episode. Not the best class right now, but You're not. he is he's a lot of fun to play. Um, probably the, the the biggest thing that I would say is a drawback for him, and I've mentioned this when we're in battlegrounds. You know, when you're in those really intense battlegrounds, and there's always that moment where all the teams are kind of holding back, and they're all kind of just staring at each other.
0: Yeah, you don't have a lot of options there.
1: This character just becomes a target dummy. I'm just staring at him. I can can jump into the fight, but then you're just going to get hammered from all sides. You have to
0: know that your team is with you in that situation.
1: Yeah. And then when you're holding back, you're just a target dummy, because I've got nothing... I don't have any range, so it's he's just kind of waiting. He's waiting there as a target dummy, um, but he's just he's just. I still have the most fun with him. I'm still loving it. Uh, outside that kind of first initial confrontation, you know, once the battleground gets started, he's he's very bad at that first initial confrontation. Yeah. But once the battleground gets started and the fights starting to start happening, uh, he gets in a groove and and he just starts leaping to everybody.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it's it's always fun to see him in action. He's his his outfit looks really cool. He's just like enormous (laughs) and just very like just a very bold looking dude. I
1: I love your description of him as just pro wrestler. Yeah, he's just professional wrestler looking. He's got a mohawk. I mean, he is off the top of Nords
0: through and through. Yeah. Oh yeah. The other character I've been playing with quite a bit in PvP is still my Magplar Butch Mahoney. That's been. I know my Stamplar Old Betsy is my main, but like my, my sort of like temporary main is this dude. He's just too good. Uh, Heartland Conqueror, War Maiden uh, with a sharpened Lightning Staff, and then a Maelstrom, powered Maelstrom Resto Staff on the back bar, uh, One Piece Vulcan Scoria for extra penetration and Ring of the Wild Hunt. His combo is super simple. It's just Degeneration, Purifying Light, Toppling Charge, Jabs. Uh, or or jab, Crescent, jab, jab. Crescent just... Ult, and then Jabs. <laughs> yeah just jabs times five so a lot of jabs <laughs> um this is the perfect solo queue build i would say like if you're wanting to jump in the solo queue you don't know what kind of teammates you're going to end up with you don't know what to expect this this build is it i mean it kind of like we've talked about with magplar before they're sort of equally good at offense and defense and i've made this dude to to be that he's he's very good at offense very good at defense and whatever the team needs he can he can flip into that mode and he's as good as anyone at that more or less
1: this is probably i feel like this of all your characters this is the biggest challenge to old betsy your stamplar uh that you've had in a long long time it's he's he's right up there with her i can tell that he you know he's kind of the mag the magic version of betsy which i think helps with that but yeah
0: that that does i feel like that makes it it, that does make him like strong competition for Betsy. Like when I'm in the mood for Betsy, it sometimes I'm pulled to to log in with this dude instead because he has this a similar speed. He has a very similar play style, but he's also a super effective healer when I need him to be, and that's something Betsy just can't yep. do. Uh, but Betsy yeah. does have a special. She has a something special. Sure. but Yeah, this guy's close.
1: And that's that's a huge thing I think because I've seen you know I've I've played with you on this build and. I've seen him wreck and do crazy damage, but when the team calls for it, I've seen him fall back and be, you know, a a full support for the group in a fight, and he can he can do the heals. Yeah, to there's do been
0: it. times when we'll have like an initial encounter that like doesn't really go well, and they're like, "All right, I'm just going to be a healer this match, and I'll just stay on my back bar yeah. pretty much the whole time." Uh, and it's nice to have that option and and, and to be effective at it, like as if I had built him to be a healer, you know. It's really the power of Heartland Conqueror, man. It's like, it's such an awesome set uh, for that very reason, because it's just a, a quick bar swap, and now I'm, it's like a different build almost.
1: I've got to find a character to throw Heartland on. I still haven't put Heartland on a character. I've got to find a character to throw that on.
0: It's it's such a good set, and so many different options. You can you can, you can work it in in a lot of different ways. Though, I don't really know what more to say about this suit. I've been talking about him a lot lately, and I think... <laughs> Everything there is to say, I've said about him. But at the same time, he's the guy I've been playing with probably the most overall. Um, so I just wanted to mention him. Uh, but really, the stab sork is kind of, it's kind of has taken my interest again. I know I'm part of the problem now, but uh, God, it's just so fun.
1: Yeah, I blamed you for this. So you you made me log into my Stam Sork. I had not logged in my Stam Sork in a long time. Yeah, we did some time.
0: duo Stam Sork actually last night.
1: We did a couple matches now. I'm already coming up with, with adjustments, and now I'm going to tinker with the build. You've It's like you woke up the <laughs> Stam Sork character. It's always just, the danger. You play I'm you play just one match, and now you're hooked. <laughs> I'm happy and mad about it at the exact you know, same
0: time. Elder Stam Sork's online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do need to do some more duo torque sorks again. And we need to take those two into Imperial City. I feel like that duo is really fun oh, in Imperial man. City.
1: Fantastic in Imperial City. And we've talked about this. I just... And I, I feel like it has to be said. The 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 unblockable stun on Street is just... It's just so unnecessary. Even it agree. Is, it's not needed. <sighs> Sorks are—they really are a good character. I know we, we we like to to tease them and stuff, but they really are a good character because they they're really crazy dangerous behind a good player. If if there's somebody that can drive a sork, specifically a Stam sork, if they can drive that character, that's what makes them so crazy good. It it, it still requires a good player behind it, but for man, me, it's, it's like it's...
0: it's like the popularity is what makes them bad, like makes them a pain yeah. to deal with, like. 1v1, I don't find Sorks very difficult to deal with at all. Like, most of the time, I feel like if I'm on a stamina, like, melee character, 1v1, I can kill almost any Sork. Like, I think, like, rock, paper, scissors, they typically lose in that scenario. Uh, But it's like, when Sorks get just a little good, then a lot of people start playing them, and, like, when there's... Say three sorcerers on a like three enemy sorcerers on a battlegrounds map. It it feels like fifteen sorcerers, you know.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't get a hold of any of them. They're you just you can't touch it. Yeah,
0: that's that's when it becomes a problem. Like one one v one, really any meta, I've I've never found sorcerers to be the biggest problem. Really, um, it's just like their popularity is what makes them a problem. Um, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for BGs and stuff. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on there? No.
1: I think that I think pretty much covers it. You know, um, the 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 mayhem event is just the mid year mayhem is just always a fun event. It's a lot of fun.
0: It's fun. It's it's bittersweet because this is an event where it's easy to forget that you're not as good as you think you are. You know, like it goes on <laughs> just long enough, yep, like that you forget that the event is even happening and you're just like, oh, this is just what PvP is like. Uh, and then the event ends, and it's back to reality. And uh, you know, it's not—it's not quite as easy as it was during the event. The, you got you to work a little harder for those kills.
1: Oh yeah, the week after Mid Year Mayhem—terrible, terrible week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what about Blackwood? I know you had already completed it last time we talked. Are you just completely done? You're back in East March, like uh, back in your your Nord zone and all that.
1: We've relocated back to East March. Everybody's moved back. Don't worry, everybody. It's fine. Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta give some pretty major credit to Blackwood, you know, like we talked about, I, I completed it pretty quick, but kudos to this expansion. I mean, it pulled me in it, I was doing the quest and it pulled me in and that's why, that's why I completed it so quick is that, uh, you know, I got caught up in the quest and had a lot of fun doing it. And that's why I ended up getting it done so quick. Is I just kind of got on a grind and was having fun and, and got caught up in the story and ended up finishing it quicker than I had even originally planned.
0: I totally agree. Like I, I uh, I was doing the main quest and just whatever side quests I I, I happen upon along the way, and I, I've completed the whole zone. I, it's all done now, um. But it was, it it really ramps up at the end. It was a pretty just kind of, oh, yeah. I don't want to say humdrum, but just kind of a pretty standard story starting off. I felt like, and then yeah, that back half, man things just get wild like (laughs) spectacle like more spectacle than i've seen in other expansions oh yeah um, just some incredible set design that uh that part without giving too much away that part where you're like kind of in a vision of some sort and you're standing in the white gold tower throne room and there's the big hole in the ceiling with dagon staring down looking at you like uh that was that was insanity
1: oh yeah yeah and and same thing you know don't want to give too much away. If, if if it's a spoiler, you know, mute this part or, or skip ahead a bit. But, you know, even towards the end of the quest, you know, there's a part where Dagon's in the background just annihilating stuff. I just thought, yeah, man, it's so cool. It's so cool uh, just set design. It, it's, it's really, really cool atmosphere that they put you in.
0: It's neat. It's neat how, yeah, it's like the environment that you're in and everything is pretty like, basic up until that ending uh, portion of the story. And then, yeah, stuff is just gets really, really out there. You had mentioned before that uh, completing the side quests, you get rewarded for that in the f- final battle of the main quest. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. Like, you you sort of complete these side quests and you, you befriend these people and make allies with them. Uh, and then um, that plays into that final battle. There basically are, like, combat mechanics that are there that wouldn't be if you hadn't done those uh, quests. So that's really, really neat. Yeah. Uh, Really clever, creative way to kind of make that stuff all interplay with each other. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah. And I thought that was kind of, you know, kind of a simple concept of what they did there. But maybe maybe the fact that they did it, maybe more so than any other zone, it really kind of brought the whole zone together for me. You know, it really, it gave more purpose to those side quests, you know, that, that you did them for a reason that ties in. Uh, such a cool idea! Fantastic. And it made those
0: side quests feel like they were really part of that main story. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's all related, and I think that's always something they're trying to convey. But that did a really good job of of kind of connecting those dots.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I met the Duke of Crows, which uh, we seen him in a public dungeon. I think in a, what Stonefalls is it?
1: Yep. Right outside it, the uh, right outside that that main town there
0: davin's watch yeah um he was funny there he's hilarious in this one he he hates (laughs) mirrors i thought it was just hilarious like (sighs) he he was like appalled that we had a a word for mirrors that we even gave him a name yeah he's like oh terrible things uh that was a funny little like he was um it was a delve quest giver in this uh, in this 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 go around. Yeah, that was really fun. I got a real, a real kick out of him. Uh, got me a companion. There Finally. it is. I knew you were skeptical whether or not I was going to do it, but uh, you know, like I said, when I came across the 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 quest where where I would get one, then then I would do it. Then, um, so yeah, I went. I, I have them both now, Bastion and Miri. Miri is of course very much the cooler one. I agree with uh, that. So I went with Miri, the dark elf, and um, my PVE main. The guy I was playing with is my Magblade, um, and so I don't know. Miri is kind of a nightblade-ish sort of spec, uh, so she goes really well with him. I like that, and my Magblade Ged, which I'll talk about here in a minute, he has a he has this really cool sort of like Count Dracula kind of look and vibe about him, and I got Miri sort of set up to. Kind of uh, compliment that sort of look, and she looks really cool too. I do find that I'm a little bit more into Uh the companion than I thought I would be, just because it's a fun little thing to just tinker around with and put costumes on them. And what are the different skills? And from a like a questing role play perspective, it's neat to have a friend to run Mm -hmm. around with and stuff. It's kind of cool.
1: What I'm hearing is that you're sold on companions. They're your new favorite. You're not even going to do BGs anymore. Companion Metagrind. That's it's just, that's yeah. It's that's just what ESO be,
0: is now for you. Companion. I'm just going to do uh, a <laughs> full time companion Twitch streaming. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all going to be role play.
1: I will say that that you know I I've kind of done the same thing. I've had a lot of fun with companions and in, in the design and and you know making them try to complement the characters that I have them on. I agree that Miri is is the cooler one. I I end up using her for most of my characters. Plus. You know, it carries over her stats, you know, you get her stats on, on one character and it carries over, which kind of makes me think like, you know, that kind of also helps that I'm only going to use Miri. Um, But yeah, you know, really cool. Having a lot of fun with it. Um, It, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a little extra, extra little grind. I, I will say I'm, I'm impressed with just getting an idea. Like it looks like they, it would take a long, long time Uh, to get these companions leveled up and to get them, you know, they have a little meter on how much they like you. It seems like it would take a long time to get that meter maxed out or even just them leveled up all the way. Um, You know, I've run around with my companion quite a bit and just done quests. Like I said, nothing major, but uh, I feel like I haven't moved that stuff any, you know, if any at all.
0: I'll be curious to see, like, what the companion meta ends up, well, oh, I'm sure there's like, people out
1: there that have already maxed it out, and, you know. They've got the the likable meter all the way up, but it doesn't seem like that's just a real quick thing. That's not something you can just knock out in a weekend. It doesn't seem like.
0: No, yeah. It looks it looks like it goes along pretty slowly. So, that'll be a neat little thing. I've I've kind of gotten back into PvE, like this Blackwood chapter and going through it all has kind of pulled me back in that direction and now like when I log in now you know, I know we just got done talking about a lot of PvP stuff, but really, I would say at least half the time, the last couple of weeks, when I log in, I'm kind of feeling some PvE action. Even after I've completed Blackwood, um, I've, been, uh, I've been logging in with my PvE main, which is my Magic and Nightblade. His name is Ged, uh, and I've just been like queuing up for random dungeons, just for fun. I don't even need gear, I'm just, just kind of doing some PvE for funsies, but... Uh, <laughs> Big reason is because I got his uh, build updated. He's been using uh, a real basic PVE build for a really long time. Um, I went back not I don't know, a few days ago, and I just to kind of reminisce. I listened to the very first episode or part of it uh, of this podcast, and I was I was doing it all by myself back then. And I talked about this character a little bit, and, and I talked about the fact that he's been wearing uh, Julianos and Mother Sorrow basically since forever. Um, And I kind of went on about how, really, that's about the best possible five-piece armor sets that you can wear on a Magicka DPS build for most players. You know, like if you're trying to optimize and be in a perfectly optimized group and set records and that sort of thing, you know, that's a different story. But most people aren't trying to do that, and if that's not what you're trying to do, a lot of times you might actually be harming yourself by wearing one of those so-called meta setups you know a lot of times just juliano's mother sorrow actually is superior um one easy example i think is like the lord warden fight at the end of imperial city uh prison that's such a mobile fight like a lot of things that work really well uh in like a like a stationary boss fight hardly work at all on that fight Uh, so something just kind of tried and true and trusty like juliano's like mother sorrow i I think is about the best thing you can use in in a fight like that. Now. Medusa was buffed greatly recently, and Medusa would be better than Mother Sorrow. But my whole thing with this build it has has always been the setup that I have seems good enough. Like I don't want to grind for stuff that's going to be annoying to grind for, if it's not going to totally change the game for me. And you know. Back in my PVE days, I was in like a couple of pretty hardcore PVE guilds. We did veteran trials and and you know uh, hard mode DLC dungeon runs and all that stuff all the time. I was in there with Juliano's Mother Sorrow and like Grothdar or Vulcan, you know, just a standard five five two setup. Not even a Maelstrom staff on the back bar, uh, and I always pulled my weight. I always did my fair share of the damage, even with other people in the group that had the fully, you know, perfectly meta setups. So I just never felt the need to subject myself to an annoying grind uh, when I <laughs> this is this is, seems to be doing fine. So that's kind of where I'm at. He's still using Giuliano's. He's still using Mother Sorrow, but the build has been updated. So now he does have a Maelstrom lightning staff on the back bar. Um, because you know you can get those uh, from the nor- normal Maelstrom Arena now, and that that perfected line of penetration does not matter. This is a this is a back bar item. You're not going to be benefiting from that penetration most of the time, so I don't think that even matters. Um, so that was a big incentive. Now that you can just get it from normal, I didn't mind grinding for it. Uh, one piece slime craw for an extra uh, line of crit, and I did grind for the Harpooners Wading Kilt. So. That's an example of, you know, of me basically uh, undoing what I was just saying about hating annoying grinds because this was an annoying <laughs> grind. Uh, but Dr. Professor is asking how long I stayed in Shadowfin. Man, I wasn't really keeping track of the hours, but I would say altogether I would maybe guesstimate maybe like around 10 hours total trying was to that, get that Was Shadowfin that like lead. stretched
1: out over multiple days?
0: Yeah, yeah, multiple wow. days. I would just kind of do a little bit here and there. Um, that Shadowfin lead is, it's just tedious. You just have to uh, loot a bunch of water nodes. Uh, and there were plenty, like I could, I was able to find plenty of nodes, um, but it was just like, it just wasn't dropping ever. This, this has a really, really low drop rate. Um, and it's just so tedious. It's just such a, such a boring activity to do. Just loot this node, go find another one, loot that node, go find another one. Um, but at a certain point, it's like, I'd already put so much time into it. It's like, well, <laughs> I can't down. stop now. Yeah, It's,
1: it's funny how much traffic that that has brought to Shadowfen. Like Shadowfin is a hopping place nowadays.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. I like Shadowfen. It's cool. But yeah, it's, uh, it's hasn't been quite, uh, it hasn't been the hopping place in the past. That's for sure. So yeah, Julianos, Mother's Sorrow, Maelstrom Lightning Stuff in the back bar, One Piece Slime Craw, and the Harpooner's Waiting Kilt. Um, Quick note about Slimecraw, if you didn't know, uh, the One Piece gives you a line of crit, right? And there are other sets that, other uh, monster sets where the One Piece gives you a line of crit, but Slimecraw gives you more than the others. And I think that might be an oversight on Zoss's part, because they, I think they standardized all these things a long time ago. You know, that should all be the same across the board. But Slimecraw gives you like 120 more crit. Than say like Iceheart or something else that gives you uh, a line of crit for a one piece monster set. So just keep that in mind if you're wanting a one piece monster set to give you a line of crit, that is specifically the best one. Doctor Professor says maybe that they did that to make up for the minor Berserk nerf. Yeah, maybe so. But like I always felt like they they stand like one piece monster set bonuses are standardized. You know? Yeah, they're pretty uh, like,
1: standard across the board. Uh, that's crazy. Um, I didn't realize that about Slam Crow. i might have to check that out. That's yeah. I that's mean, it only
0: amounts to like like a half a percent, you know, crit chance difference. But hey, I mean, that's that's more than the other the other ones give you. Um, another thing too is I've I've kind of found the food that I, I wanted to use a few episodes ago when um, Flames of Ambition dropped. We were curious about well, what, what food are PvE DPS builds going to use now? Because it kind of seems like investing in health is going to be a waste. If you already have the minimum health requirement, then using a food buff that gives you extra health might be a waste. Um, and I've found that to kind of be true, and I've kind of found that what a lot of people are using are these blue drink buffs. Uh, the magical one's called Ghastly Eyeball. Um, and the stamina one's called Lava Foot Soup and Salt Rice. Um, and they basically just give you your um, your max primary stat and then recovery for that stat. So it's like a Witch Mother's Potent Brew or Dubious Cameron Throne without the, the health bonus. Um, but since it doesn't have that, that health bonus, it gives you more of the stats that it does give you it gives you you know more max magica than witch mother and it gives you more uh magica recovery than witch mother as well um so i found that to be the the right food to use for me my uh, max health is like right around 20k which is plenty for pve um and then uh my, my max stats look really really good and my recovery just feels super good um harpooner's waiting kilt i want to talk about this for a little bit since i i spent so much time grinding for it we we got to make content out of it
1: (laughs) gotta gotta get something out of this thing
0: (laughs) uh i'm actually getting quite a bit out of it so i guess the question is is it good my answer short story yes it's very very good um you know compared to the alternatives so i got this thing and the first thing i did to test out once i had the build all kind of done what i did to um test it out is just i just started queuing up for random veteran dungeons um twice in a row i got white gold tower um so i think those are actually two like really good runs to kind of get an idea of how this build is performing uh, or how harpooners is performing um so just a, a few examples i reviewed some combat metrics for some fights um the adjudicator boss that's the kind of the first real boss that can that like locks you in those burning cages and stuff like that. It's like a big <laughs> harvester uh boss um I had a ninety percent uh, a ninety six percent uptime on all ten stacks for harpooners waiting kilt in that fight pretty much basically I would say close enough to a hundred percent uptime
1: that's that's a pretty much hundred percent uptime, which is yeah pretty great
0: pretty pretty great. Um, now the planar inhibitor—that's uh, the like the fire daedra with that pinion in the middle—very uh, different. Um, I had a 19% uptime on all ten stacks in that one, and then I did a, on the second run it was 28% uptime. Um, so that's not bad. That's not nothing, um, but it makes sense. You're taking a lot of direct damage during that fight, right? That pinion in the middle is just constantly pelting you with fireballs. Uh, Those adds are being summoned. They're hitting you with ranged direct damage attacks. So you're just constantly losing those stacks. Um, But 19% or or 28% uptime really isn't bad at all. And even though I didn't have all 10 stacks the whole time, in combat metrics, you can break it down and say, okay, well, how much of the time did I have? Three stacks or four stacks or five stacks. Uh, And with five stacks, I had like a 64% uptime. Uh, and that's really, really good. Um, I've talked to some people in guild chat and on the forums and stuff like that, and the consensus seems to be that if you just have four stacks, it's already outperforming any monster set with just four stacks. So I think I'm getting enough out of it. I mean, you know, think about compared to Grothdar in that planar inhibitor fight, I would hardly be getting anything out of Grothdar. You know, yeah. like it's never going to be hitting the boss, really. Yeah, that, you're that fight moves around, around too so much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Molag Kenna, the final fight of, of uh, White Gold Tower, 94% uptime on all 10 stacks on the first run. Uh, the second run we did hard mode, uh, 86% uptime on all 10 stacks. Um, very, very good, I would say. And that's, that's a fairly challenging fight, especially in hard mode. Although... Actually, on this run, it really wasn't that challenging because we had a stellar group, uh, especially the other damage dealer, which also happened to be a Magblade. They just had an astronomical amount of damage, and that fight went quick. Even on hard mode, it was just like over in a snap. Um, so that was cool. Um, but the point is, it's pretty easy to keep a lot of those stacks in a lot of these fights. And even in the fights where you, you don't have all the stacks all the time, you usually are keeping enough of them where... It's beating out the competition. It's beating out what you would probably get out of Grothdar a lot of the time. Even Vulcan Scoria, like if you're if you're in a fight with a lot of adds, there's a good chance that Vulcan's going to proc on one of the adds and not even hit the boss. You know, like everything's situational, including this. I think this one, even when it's situational, it's still more useful than most other options. Um, mob fights range between like 20% up to 100% uptime you know just kind of depends on the mobs Um, another important thing I wanted to mention is that it has a really cool visual effect and I know that seems like not a not an important thing but one of the coolest things about monster sets is they have cool visual effects they add a whole lot of flavor uh, you know to your character Um, and so you know say if you replace a monster set with Malakath Band of Brutality you're just getting rid of flavor there. you know. There's no visual anything. Um, so I like the fact that this has a cool visual effect. When you gain these stacks, you get like surrounded by this kind of glowing blue smoke stuff. It looks really neat. So you actually are getting some sort of flavor out of it, which I think is cool.
1: I'm excited to see what this visual... I haven't seen it, so I'm excited to see it in action. It
0: kind of reminds me of some of the visual effects that you get from the Sorcerer's Toolkit, uh, but like a different color. Um, okay. But it's neat. And like I said, you know, everything's situational, right? Like Grothdar, uh, again, like, think about the Lord Warden fight at the end of Imperial City Prison. Grothdar's never going to hit that dude. You know, yeah. you're, you're never going to get anything out of Grothdar. Like, everything's situational, and I think this is about about the best option out there. And I know, like, during PTS, when they really nerfed this thing, and it was looking like, you know, it wasn't going to be as good, we were kind of down on it, and we are like, why was it nerfed so heavily? But... Now I can kind of see because even with that heavy nerf, it's still, still better than pretty well. much yeah, better than pretty much anything else. Um, so I've been really happy with it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. You you know you're we we're talking about this PVE and and you know you with the the harpooners kilt and all that. It's kind of inspired me. I, I'm I'm looking into possibly getting like a legit PVE DPS uh, setup going. Probably going to be yeah. on Davius. He's he's my catch all. Um, <laughs> okay. But I think he could do. You know, like I always joke that he has like all the skill points. So he's he's already got a good BG setup. He's got a great.
0: Does PvE. that mean he's gonna he's gonna stop being a PVE tank?
1: Well, he's got a great PVE tank setup. I really I really have all the gear for that and all set up. And so I think he's got the skill points. He literally has every single uh, weapon maxed out. Every single Templar ability. He's got all the skill points into all of them. So. Uh, you've kind of inspired me. I, I want to see if I can get like a a, a PV DPS setup uh, for him just to just kind of test it out. I think uh, you know we were talking about this uh, a while back. I think I'm going to try out the Thrasian Stranglers uh, on it. Uh-huh. I kind of went back and looked at those, and uh, with the you know we talked about with the stat increases. Uh, maybe the ner- you know, maybe the changes to that uh, is not too bad. Maybe there's there's a way to
0: make maybe those it's work. workable now. Yeah, I haven't really went back to look at it since the the stat increases. That's interesting. That is interesting.
1: I think I'm going to try to 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 put something together with that, and maybe try to get some sort of PvE DPS thing going.
0: Cool. I'll be I'll be curious to see how that turns out. Stay tuned for for more on that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, I've just really been enjoying getting back into PvE and spending some more time with my my good old Magblade. This dude's my original main, the first character that I really got serious about and tried to like get good with. Um and since we've been really focused on PvP for so long and him being a Magblade, uh he's just kind of been sitting on the sidelines. He doesn't really get brought up on the show all that much even though he's a character that's very dear to me. Um so it feels good to kind of get back into PVE, get back into this dude and his build and, and really getting him figured out. I'm pretty sure I'm going to gold this build out. I think I'm going to totally nice. gold the whole thing out. It's been performing well enough. Ever since um, Flames of Ambition, when we got the, the big CP rework, uh, I lost a ton of DPS uh, on on this character. Uh, and this setup has pretty much given it all back to me. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Very nice. Um. There was a maintenance patch, uh, nothing really worth getting into. They made uh, a handful of adjustments for companions uh, and then just a bunch of other random fixes for like quests and animations and audio issues and different things like that. But no like actual real changes relating to combat or anything like that. Um, And that's kind of what's been going on. Uh, Any other things you want to touch on?
1: I don't think so. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to I'm hoping, you know, some of these random bug fixes. It's things
0: are there's a little
1: buggy right now. We could it's use a little... four
0: more of those random bug fix patches. Oh, uh yeah. please. Y'all got any more of them random bug <laughs> fix patches? Yeah. Uh
1: there's there's a couple bugs happening right now that are a little a little bit of a bummer.
0: There but. is a little jank and uh I'm, I'm hoping maybe once Mid Year Mayhem dies down, maybe yeah. that is somewhat responsible for it. But it, certain nights, it's hard to play. Yeah. It's really hard to play certain nights. Um, emails and shout outs. No emails this week. Do we have any shout outs?
1: Uh, I'm going to, you know, uh, we got Dr. Professor here. Dr. Listening. Professor keeping I'm, the streak alive. I, he's keeping the streak alive. I'm going to shout out for, for being here with us live. I'm also going to give him a shout out. I love Dr. Professor. You know, through the week he'll throw in. I love in... Doctor Professor. <laughs> there it is. It is it. <laughs> I love that he'll throw in these. He'll throw kind of this this little question or theory craft into the Discord in the week, and it just spawns this whole spiraling conversation. I'm I'm all for Doctor Professor. I love that you throw these in there, and then it just gets everybody involved. We kind of start strategizing and. And and going from it, and it's it's been a lot of fun. to, to It's a conversation
0: kind of have that. starter. Yeah, you've been a great addition to the to the Discord for sure. For sure, it's been great. So thank you for that, Doctor Professor. Um, as a reminder to anyone listening, um, anyone who joins the Discord, you can um, you can join in as we're recording, just like Doctor Professor is, and participate in chat. And uh, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Professor's chopping onions, he says. <laughs> um. And it's a good time, you know, as we, as we talk about things, you can chime in, share your opinion and, and it helps keeps the, keep the conversation going and it makes it a lot of fun for us. So, um, just a little bit of incentive. If that sounds fun to you, then, uh, hit us up and you can, uh, join the discord. You can email us at scrollinpodcast at com. That's scroll in with an I N. Um, we'll invite you to the discord. We can invite you to the guild if you want um uh, can, oh there
1: it was <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want uh. um you know ask us any questions make any suggestions that you think if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about or anything like that um scroll in podcast at gmail.com we do have a guild called students goons <laughs> hey,
1: this guild's on the it's on the up and up we got a, we got a new guild hall
0: <laughs> New Guild Hall I will say the the guild hall is um so now the guild hall is is a, one of is Davius's primary residence. so if you're in game on PCNA travel to at Star primary residence that's the guild hall and this place is really cool but it doesn't like present all of its coolness right away like you pour in and you look around like okay this, this place is kind of neat But then you start walking around and you find these cool little pockets of these little scenes that you've set up. It's actually really, really cool once you start exploring a little bit. Um, I love this one that you had. uh, There's this area where you have that antiquarian house guest. And she has like a table of all of her antiquity treasures that you found. And she's like studying them and stuff. And it's like it's set up so perfectly. It's such a convincing scene Uh, And there's a lot of examples like that throughout the whole place. Really, really cool.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And then what I'm hearing is, is your, this is the call. This is Ket's call. Everybody join up with Student Scoot. This is it. He's, he's on board.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you can join students goons if you want. It's just uh, I don't want you to. If you have five guilds and they're all really good guilds, I don't want you to drop one of them to be in a basically inactive <laughs> guild.
1: That's become my goal in life. Is for is for you to admit. I want I want you. I'm I'm not. That's my new number one goal in life. Is for you to say students goons drop drop a guild to join it. That's, that's here's what, the that's, thing.
0: That's, like that's if you're the in the goal. Discord, if you're in the Discord and you're like. Hey, I want to join the. I want to go to the guild hall and check it out. I'm not gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you in Stoon's goons? You know? wait, wait, let me check
1: in game real quick. Are let you, me check the roster. Are you Sorry, in bud, the guild? You're out. Uh... I really consider
0: the Discord to really be whoever's in there is really kind of the guild members. Is kind of how I see it. There's only there's only five guild slots. If we didn't only have five guild slots, I might have a different attitude about it, but. Who was it? Was it Mowers or someone that was like, they came up to me in game one day. And they're like, hey, I finally dropped one of my guilds so I could join the goons. And I was like, man, I really hope it wasn't a good guild because we don't do anything really. Like, there's no real he reason. joined
1: up and you sent him out. You went, no, 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 no. no. Go get out of here. Go back. Go. Can, will, they, will they ask you back? Can you I mean, ask
0: them? All the things that we do, you don't have to be in the guild in game to, to, be a part of. So that's all I'm saying, but it's a really cool name. a really cool. Guild hall. Um, so we got to keep plugging it, even though it's a bad plug. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll get it right on the hundredth episode, hundred episodes in, it's going to be, it's going to be perfect.
0: We were at first, we were really like pushing this guild thing. We were like, guys, we got a guild. We're doing it. We're going to have events. It's going to be awesome. Um,
1: the events are, but, are still to come.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, we need someone to volunteer to, like, run the guild, because I'm not going to do it. So,
1: <laughs> we need we theme need, nights, you know, a couple dungeon nights.
0: If someone wants to volunteer to just, like, be the guild manager or whatever you call it <laughs> like put the events together and make it all happen. That's great. Go for it. I'll I, I'll I'll take all applicants.
1: <laughs> I did say we should do a character design contest, but you you made it sound like that was a scam that I was trying to get gold out of. You people.
0: just want everyone to see how cool your outfits are on all your characters. <laughs> want an excuse. No, we could do that. That's cool. I mean I mean grab the torch and go. If you want to organize that event, I'm not stopping you, to do it right now.
1: Oh whoa, don't, don't throw that kind of pressure at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, see, you're all talk. You're all... <laughs> like, one of these days, the goons are going to be great. One, not today, though. Certainly not today. One of these days. Probably it's not coming. tomorrow either.
1: Don't you wait. It's coming. Probably it's
0: coming. not in 2021. <laughs> uh, scroll on podcast at gmail.com. You could also hit us up in game on PCNA. I'm at Kit Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Star Jumper. Um, I think that's probably the end of this podcast, don't you think? That's a cast. All right. That is, what was this? This is episode number 55. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time.